Hello and welcome back to another episode, an emergency episode of the Sensational Sports Trio. This is Liam Godmer alongside my good friend Will Peshek, and we are here to discuss the New York Jets and everything that went down yesterday in their game against the Las Vegas Raiders, a game that it looked like they were going to win. And Will, I texted you uh, once the Jets got that big stop uh, in, in the red zone uh, that Jets won. They won the game. They were going to get their first victory and getting Trevor Lawrence was going to be in, in doubt. But no, the Jets found a way to outdo themselves and most notably Greg Williams with his terrible blitz call uh, in the final seconds there. So Will, take us through everything that was running through your mind after you got to see what happened with that play and what happened today with Greg Williams. Yeah, it's, it raises a lot of eyebrows and, you know, he is known for his aggressive defense, his aggressive play call. And when they interviewed him, when he first got the job, he said his go-to play is a cover zero blitz. However, when you're up by four, and your players are playing their hearts out. And, you know, by no means, everyone will say the Jets are tanking. The coaches might be tanking by calling the plays. However, the Jet players are, in fact, not tanking. The effort was there. And as a Jet fan, you want to see the effort. You want to see them play. You want to see them try hard. And they gave you all that to watch yesterday. I mean, Denzel Mims is going to be an absolute star wide receiver for years to come. They got Quinton Williams, who's having a fantastic season. Makai Becton, all two of those guys could be heading to the Pro Bowl this, you know, this winter. However, the play calling on that, you know, final play with five seconds to go, you simply cannot call a cover zero blitz because you all know what's coming. They have no timeouts left, and they're at midfield. They're going to take a shot in the end zone. Anybody could, you know, understand that play is going to happen. And not to mention, they had a guy who's undrafted in Lamar Jackson, not the good Lamar Jackson. We get stuck with the cornerback, not the quarterback who plays for the Ravens. A undrafted free agent by the name of Lamar Jackson covering the fastest player in the 2020 draft class. Now, if you're a player on that defense, like a leader on this team, like Marcus May or even a Quinn Williams, you guys got to say, we're not calling this play. We're not calling this play. Yeah. And where does this fall on Adam Gase's shoulders now? As a head coach, you overrule what your coordinators put out there. He could have used a timeout and said, we're not running this play. I mean, a lot of things go into this. And I, I, I quite frankly, I, I, I don't understand how this is going. But the reason why we had an emergency press uh, podcast today is because because of this, Greg Williams has been fired. And he has not been fired by Joe Douglas nor Christopher Johnson. He has been fired by, well, the man who essentially hired him. Adam Gase. Yeah, you know, for me, what it really comes down to, and specifically with Adam Gase, is that the one thing that Adam Gase calls himself on and prides himself on with being a head coach is that he's offensive minded. He's not here to run the defense. He's here to manipulate the offense. And he left the entire defensive play with Greg Williams. And the fact that he didn't have, and if you're a good head coach and Adam Gase is not, you have to have the wherewithal. You have to have the understanding that a cover zero blitz is not the play to call when you're at midfield and you know what's coming. So it, it's, it falls on Adam Gase's shoulders. It falls on Greg Williams' shoulders, but I think that it's awfully uh, just hypocritical that Adam Gase was the one uh, to go and fire Greg Williams. I think that's very funny. Uh, I think that he should have just known not to call that play. Uh, it was just ridiculous on all sides. But let me tell you, as a Jet fan watching, and I know you weren't watching yesterday, Will, because you have prior commitments, but 
I was watching with my dad, and we were hoping that the Raiders were going to get that huge, uh, huge throw off, and uh, Derek Carr was going to be able to get that touchdown and lead them to victory, and they did. And I'm not sure if you saw this, but on Twitter, I went to the Las Vegas Raiders Twitter account, and I said, thank you, in all capital letters, from a Jets fan. Got so many likes, you know, because obviously Jets fans like me and like you are happy that that happened. But it just is a microcosm of the New York Jets and what they are under Adam Gase. They are uh, not functioned well. They are not coached well. Uh, they make the wrong plays at the wrong time. And one thing that really stands out to me, and you alluded to this a little bit, was that the coaches may not care, but the players do care. And if you saw the interviews last night from guys like Marcus May, from guys like Omar Jackson, what they had to say uh, about that play, they wanted to win. Sam Darnold wanted that victory. You know, they didn't want to go down and lose and be an 0-12 team, but now they are due to the just utter incompetence of their, of their head coaching staff. And it's it doesn't shock me, but it should shock me that uh, Greg Williams is the guy that's fired before Adam Gase. You know, <laughs> well, you should feel you know essentially honored to be in the position that you're in. Mm-hmm. Hear me out for a second, right? You are a Ranger fan. They right. just got the first overall pick and drafted who everybody considers is the next great prospect. The right. Jets, on the other hand, are sitting in a position where they're hanging, you know, right there to get in Trevor Lawrence and who's essentially the best quarterback prospect that we've seen in a very long time. So mm-hmm. for you in the span, it's been a very bad 2020, but to get a guy like Alexis Lafreniere and now potentially Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be a pretty good, you know, consolation prize to the year 2020 has been. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's been a nice little consolation prize to get Lafreniere and, you know, get him on the Rangers. But, you know, the thing with me and the Jets, getting Trevor Lawrence is no longer a sure thing. And, you know, I guess the one consolation prize and the one uh, positive note you can look at is that if the Jets find a way to jet and they find a way to get second overall, they still have Justin Fields, who is also looked at to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. No, he's not Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, he's still projected to be a pretty good uh, QB. And I think we're going to get lucky here. I think that we just got to win it out. And what I mean by win it out is lose every single game. And the way Jacksonville's been going, they won in week one. Ever since then, they have lost every single game. And it doesn't look like that's going to come to an end. And you know, I got to say, though, Jacksonville yeah. is probably the best 1-11 team I've seen. Every week they're in a game. They're in it until the very end. And listen. I know Jet fans want to hear it, and, and I'm a believer. It's very hard for Jacksonville to win another game, but the way that they're going, they you know they very well may be that a team like Chicago or Minnesota, you know, and potentially make the Jets even chances even higher. But you're absolutely right. Like this falls now on the two teams, the Jets and the Jaguars. And if the if, if the Jets won yesterday, that just alters everything about the whole process because now the tiebreaker would go to Jacksonville due to the strength of schedule. And it puts the Jets in a situation where, do we say, do we want to give Sam Donald yet another shot or officially move on and go with Justin Fields? And I think the most commonly common sense answer is, if you get the first overall pick, it's an absolute no-brainer, you get Trevor Lawrence. If you fall to two or three, then you got to think about, you go with Justin Fields or do you stick with Sam Donald? So make it easy for us with the Jets and just get the first overall pick. Yeah, absolutely. And well, you know, the one thing that kind of concerns me a little bit with the rest of the season is the Jets upcoming schedule. 
And, you know, you see next week that the Jets are going to take on the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, if I had told you this last week, you know, you'd probably say, oh, the Seahawks would wipe the floor with them. But they had the New York Giants come into Seattle yesterday and they held them to, what was it, five points through three and a half quarters? So, you know, and the Jets haven't been playing bad football either. You know, the Las Vegas Raiders, they're a team that could maybe sneak into the playoffs. You know, they've hung in there against teams like the Patriots, you know, in the last couple of weeks. So I'm not saying that the Jets are going to beat Seattle, but I'm saying it's going to be a little bit of a close game. You got the Rams after that. I think the Rams will beat the Jets, hopefully. Uh, the Browns, the Browns have been terrific this season. They've really turned things around. They've clinched their first winning season in God knows how long. Uh, and then you finish it off against the Patriots, who were really the last team that the Jets gave a run for their money when they were playing. You know, the Jets had a real chance of beating the Patriots two, three weeks ago. And, and at 6-6, six and six, the Patriots are fighting for a playoff spot again. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I would like to say that the Jets are going to lose these next four games, but I can't say that for sure. And, you know, th the thing that concerns me is that this season, both for Jacksonville, these next four games for Jacksonville and these next four games for the Jets could go in so many different ways that there are a lot of avenues for the Jets to lose this number one overall pick. And they nearly had one last week against the Raiders. We got to thank Greg Williams uh, from the bottom of our hearts for making that the cover zone call and, you know, costing the Jets that game. What I want to ask you now is, if that, if you're reading that Adam Gase has fired Greg Williams, right. does I mean, this does not sit well because this is almost a clear no-brainer that we still believe in him as our head coach. But like I said last week, I don't care who you are, what your name is as a head coach. If you go winless, which is historically very hard to do, it's not easy to go 0-16. It's not, no matter how bad of a team you are. Right. You should lose your job as a head coach. Over the span of the two seasons he's been here, he has not given any Jet fan a reason why they should believe in Adam Gase. Now, you want to argue Greg Williams' play call yesterday was atrocious? Absolutely. But what about Adam Gase's offensive play calls? How have they been? How many games have they costed the Jets in the past two seasons? Quite a few. Yeah. And he's not only costing the Jets games, he's kind of mortgaging the future of the Mets, uh, not the Mets, the Jets, you know, prime offensive weapons. You know, Sam Darnold under Adam Gase, he was supposed to be rejuvenated. He was supposed to be that guy that we thought that we were drafting number three overall. And what has happened? He's completely fallen off the map and he's on the precipice of losing his starting quarterback job once the draft comes along. So Adam Gase is not only affecting the Jets team, he's affecting individual players' careers. And that's when you know that it's really a problem at hand. And I text to do this earlier, Will, and you know, it may seem just crazy to think about, but the only person that's going to fire Adam Gase is Adam <laughs> Gase, you know, because he's clearly running the show here, isn't he? It's, it's definitely truly something. However, I do have to say, if you finish show at 16 and you're brought back, regardless if you get Trevor Lawrence or not, you're not going anywhere. You're not going in a direction where you're going to succeed, because if you bring in Trevor Lawrence as a rookie, you can't audible a three-year head coach of a team. That's like making a rookie left wing in hockey overruling the center or right wing. You know, that just doesn't not happen often. You know, I, I, I know that's a bad comparison, but a rookie quarterback is not going to want to audible a three-year head coach, especially over the New York Jets. So the, they're essentially taking a step back if they keep Adam Gase, although Trevor Lawrence is here.
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's only so much Trevor Lawrence can do. He's just one player. He doesn't run the team. He's not the coach. He's not the offensive coordinator. He's not the general manager. He's coming in to be a quarterback. And, you know, Sam Darnold, as good or as bad as he might be, he has not been able to overrule what the coaching staff has really brought to this team. So do I think Trevor Lawrence would make a difference under Adam Gase? No, not really. I think we're looking at a 3-13 and team instead of an 0-16 team. Seriously. Yeah, it's – and, you know, keep in mind, let's go through the, you know, the names of players that have left the Adam Gase era and have right. transformed into really good players. I'm going to go right across town to New York with the Giants. Leonard Williams was traded away for pretty much a late-round draft, which essentially which was what the deal was. He has rejuvenated his career into one of the best defensive tackles in football. I'm not going to put him in the same category as an Aaron Donald or a J.J. Watt just yet, but he is, is fantastic this season. You look at another guy who has left the Jets and has played very well, Jamal Adams. He has always been good, but this year he's in every quarterback's face. Wide receivers, you have Robbie Anderson over in Carolina playing great football, being their best wide receiver option down there. There are And the other guys who have left Adam Gates, Kenyon Drake, Mike Kosicki has bloomed into a star for the Dolphins with, with Brian Flores. So it's not just having it told how they perform on, on the field. Their records with Adam Gase and without, and the, and, the, and the performance of the players is just significantly changes. And it'll be a downgrade if Trevor Lawrence has to go from Davo Sweeney to Adam Gase. And there's just no coming back from that. Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to the point where I said before was that Adam Gase's coaching has not just affected the team, the overall team play, it's affected the players. And it would not shock me one bit that when the Jets go 0-16 and when the Jets draft Trevor Lawrence, at, Sam Darnold will not have a job and he will be traded or moved on from from the New York Jets. And he'll go somewhere else that needs a quarterback that has better coaching, you know, behind the bench, that has better offensive weapons. And he might emerge himself into a star like Leonard Williams has and, you know, all those other guys. So, and that really hurts. You know, that really hurts. And, you know, if the Jets had gone into next year with a new coach, with Trevor Lawrence, with those guys like Jamal Adams, Leonard Williams, and all those guys that you just talked about, this would be a team that could make some noise. Even Le'Veon Bell, for all we know. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell as well. And, you know, and now we're in a spot where we have to start completely over, all over again, not just with the players on the field, but with the coach and with the quarterback. And it's, we're just throwing pieces together at the wall and hoping it sticks. And I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that the Jets are just going to be mired in mediocrity for a while. And my main point here, and I cannot stress this enough, Trevor Lawrence can only do so much. Okay. He's a quarterback. He plays one position. He cannot change the problems at the foundation of the New York Jets. And that is the coaching. And that is the management uh, from the top to the bottom. Liam, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Everything about being an owner of a sports team is all about a business. You want to put the best product you can on the field that right. brings fans to the games and puts fans in the seats and pay for their beer, pay for their popcorn, pay for their food, and essentially you want to make revenue off the fans coming to the games. I don't care who the head coach is next year. If you get Trevor Lawrence here and a new head coach, you're going to have fans in the seats. People are going to want to see Trevor Lawrence play football. However, if they keep Adam Gase, they're not going to want to do it. It's all a revenue standpoint. If you are Christopher Johnson 
of the Jets, and you say we have to do something to get our fans back as our attendance has been absolute horrific for the past two seasons. What are we going to do? Draft Trevor Lawrence and hire a competent head coach. Because i got to tell you, the talent and effort of the younger players is there. We mentioned Quinton Williams, and we mentioned Denzel Wims and Mackay Becton, three franchise cornerstones that are essentially going to be superstars in this league. And I say Denzel Mims is a steal because he's a second-round pick out of Baylor. The guy is fantastic. Every week he makes these new, you know, very good catches. And the wide receiver options are not bad. Jamison Crowder is a very good wide receiver. Rashad Perryman is a mediocre receiver. Denzel Mims is their best receiver right now. So we said it last year. We'll say it again. The wide receiver is still a need. But first-round no-brainer, you have to go Trevor Lawrence here. And I think you got to get a, a new head coacher that will sell tickets to the fans for next season. Right. And if the Jets want – Jets upper management wants to reacquire the fans' loyalty in this team, they need to do one thing, and it's not that difficult. Listen to the fans. Okay? Listen to what they want. Steve Cohen and the New York Mets – I'll jump over to baseball for a second. The Mets have been a team where ownership did not listen to the fans. They only cared about themselves. They only cared about the financial profit that they were going to make. And what happened? The Mets were a mediocre team for uh, so many years, it's too much to count. They made one World Series in 2015 and didn't really make an impact after that. Now Steve Cohen comes in and he's listening to the fans. Listen to the New York Jets fans when they say, fire Adam Gase, do the rebuild the right way. Get a coach who knows how to work with a young team, all facets of the game, not just the offense. Don't leave the defensive, you know, uh, the defensive play entirely in, into the defensive coordinator's hands. Run the entire game. Be a guy like Brian, Brian Flores who took over the Miami Dolphins and just completely rejuvenated that franchise and the team on the field. He, he changed the, you know, and obviously he took over for Adam Gase, you know. <laughs> Anybody can do better than Adam Gase can. But you know, I, for me, it's just listen to the fans. Fire Adam Gase, get a new head coach in there and just rejuvenate some confidence in this team. You know, I mean, Sam Donald's not the guy. And Will, we talked about it, you know, from when we started the sports trio. Every single week we talk about, is Sam Donald the guy? Is he that number three overall pick? Is he going to be the guy to lead the Jets uh, into, you know, winning seasons? And the answer is, I think I finally come, you know, and realized it and succumbed to Corey's beliefs. And I think you have as well, uh, you know, where Sam Donald's not the guy and we have to move on. Build around Trevor Lawrence. Build around the best quarterback prospect in years. Too many years for me to count on one hand. Get a new head coach in here and start from the bottom. You know, I'll even, you know, go to basketball for a second. Look at the Knicks, okay? The Knicks and the Jets, they have, you know, some similarities between them. You know, they're both teams that really didn't have any hope for a future. The Knicks head coach, they've gone through so many. It's unbelievable. You know, from Mike Woodson, uh, to just, to just so many. And now they have Tom Thibodeau, a guy who knows how to work the defense, work with young players. They're not going out there in free agency, signing those flashy guys. They're building up draft picks. They're getting younger and they're building a core. That's what the Jets have to do. Liam, I will say, there's not many times where I disagree with you. I, I disagree with you to an extent. And there is a point that I want to make. Ooh. You said that the, that the Jets ownership should listen to the fans on what to do here. Absolutely. But like Steve Cohen said, and I'll allude to it again, he cannot listen to the fans for everything because a fan could, you know, send him a tweet saying, go out and trade for Mike Trout. I mean, you can't listen to your fan base because otherwise the fans are going to be controlling the team. However, if your fans are refusing to go to games and refusing to watch the games because you have a guy who has no clue what's going on as, you know, as your head coach, then yes, you have to listen to them and move on. 
from the head coach of the team. Now, there's a lot of new uh, attractive options for head coach, and I don't care who it is. Get me somebody that's an offensive-minded head coach and can develop Trevor. He doesn't have to be developed at all. He's just that good, I believe. But they, there has to be a line drawn here. Now, I will say, firing Greg Williams, Adam Gase said, was a decision made by him. However, I'm a skeptic to believe that it came from Joe Douglas, but Joe Douglas told Adam Gase he could take ownership for it. I mean, I, we don't really know for sure. But if it, if, if it is the case that Adam Gase did fire Greg Williams, then there is a reason to be concerned heading into this offseason. But like I said, you finish 0-16, you cannot keep your job. Leave your final thoughts. Yeah, uh, final thoughts. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more with what you're saying. And, you know, if Joe Douglas left the decision to fire Greg Williams in the hands of Adam Gase, what happens when there's a decision on to fire Adam Gase? Whose decision does that fall into? Is Joe Douglas going to step up and make that call? Or is he going to say, well, you know what? Adam Gase has made all the other decisions. Let's just let him keep his job. You know, so for me, it's all talk no action. Greg Williams is a good start. He made a mistake yesterday uh, with his play call, calling, you know, the cover zone blitz, something he shouldn't have done in, you know, in that, in that play. Uh, quite frankly, I think that Adam Gase has to go. Uh, we've said it for weeks and we will continue to be saying it as long as the Jets continue to lose. And even if they win a game here or there, we're still going to be saying it. He can't be the coach once Trevor Lawrence is here or else we're just we're stuck. We're stuck as a franchise. And, you know, we're just, we're just not going to get out of this hellhole that we've been in for the last, uh, how many years? Well, how many years have been watching the Jets? Maybe 10, 11 years? You yeah, know, it's and, too much to count. Yeah, it's too much to count. So the number one thing, even before, number one priority, even before drafting Trevor Lawrence, because like I said, Trevor Lawrence can only do so much. If Trevor Lawrence is still quarterback with Adam Gase as the head coach, we're still stuck he may tell the Jets if you keep Adam Gase without coming to the Jets. As he should, quite frankly, right? I mean, seriously. What quarterback would want it? What franchise quarterback who wants to establish his name in the NFL want to come in and play under Adam Gase, a guy who pretty much ruined Sam Darnold's career? Yeah, you know, that's a very, you know. What's, what's the appeal? Oh, to get three and, three and 13? Okay. What quarterback doesn't want to come into the NFL and win and establish himself? If Adam Gase is the head coach of the Jets, Trevor Lawrence is just coming into a team that's going to be marginally better than the one that went winless last season. And, you know, I, we say it with Corey all the time. You just look at Ryan Tannehill, for example. I mean, he leaves Adam Gase in Miami, and he, and he has a very good Tennessee time team, let alone when you have Derrick Henry, you can do so much more with the football. The Jets don't have that. But that's saying a lot. But – a lot could happen when you move on from your head coach. And just look at Miami, for example. They are 9-4, and 8-4, whatever the record may be, and they're going towards the playoffs right now. So that'll be it from us this week. Um, stay tuned. We'll have another episode coming out this week. We're going to get a hockey episode in. Um, I want to say this week, too, to just touch up. we got to recap for agency when there's not a lot of moves going on. It's been very it's slow. It's been so slow, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, everything's been so slow. But we'll – January 15th is what we're hoping for, but we'll get into that as, uh, as the week progresses. So, Liam, we could go ahead. We could end this uh, podcast. It was a good one today, and we'll have this uploaded for our viewers in a quick moment. For sure.